Carla, have I given you the pop filter by any chance? No. Uh, yes, you have. Yeah. Is that okay? Or can you? Is am I making more noise because I'm holding it? Just screw it so that it sticks like it's holding it like that. Really smart person, I promise you. But I really struggle <laughs> <laughs> to work this out. So while we're struggling a little bit with the technology here, let me introduce myself. I'm Carla Bazashi, CEO of WGSN. And right now I'm working on a new podcast, Lives of Tomorrow, or at least trying to work on a new podcast. This is the first episode, or really a kind of tester episode, stepping stone to get us up and running. So here are some thoughts that I've got about the podcast and hopefully what I'm going to be discussing with brilliant minds around the world in future episodes. At WGSN, we spend a lot of time forecasting the future of trends for our clients. But in this podcast, I want to look closer at what that means for the likes of you and me. So as a forecasting company, we talk about consumers all the time. But at the end of the day, consumers are just people, you and me. And what does all that mean for the lives that we live? That's what I'm going to be talking about in the podcast Lives of Tomorrow. This first episode is a kind of brainstorming situation. I wanted a bit of help from some of the brilliant minds I have around me at WGSN and roped in Alison Rees, who's a senior strategist on the WGSN Insight team. Now, she recently put a report together about the future of work. So let's get going, downloading her brain and hear if this podcast is something she'd want to listen to. Yes. I mean, personally, I've always been fascinated by the future of work and just the ways in which people are working and like what works for some people and what works for others. So in speaking about that particular report, I think that's something I would want to listen to. I also am someone I was like a very early adopter of podcasts and I really like listening to podcasts and I just like listening to conversations between people. And I think one of the things that is sometimes missing from the podcasts that we do is just like that more conversational aspect. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we can get a little bit more personal with talking about the way that people work, I think that consumers of our podcast would probably like that. I'm a late adopter to podcasts. You should never admit to being a late adopter when you run a trend forecasting company, but you heard it here first. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> so I'm quite late to it's it. It's a circle of trust here. <laughs> So I listen to podcasts when I run now. So music no more. Um, although I did make a an, an exception for when Beyonce dropped a new album. So that saw me through a couple of runs in the morning. But I'm back onto podcasts again now. And I think part of that is it's a really good way, because I tend to run in the morning, to kind of give yourself an injection of ideas, but also kind of take you out of yourself. And talking about the future of work, a lot of work now is done in our bedrooms or our living rooms and not necessarily in an office. So it's like the new commute now is that run and listening to other people's ideas. And I love hearing ideas about food and travel, and it's not necessarily about work. And I think that's also where, for me, the future of how we live our lives is also really important. But the fact that life and work are so intrinsically connected, I don't think you can talk about one uh, and not the other um, just because of how we live our lives now. Yeah. And I think also, at least for me, like, in the way that I do research, and I would I would say this is probably true of a lot of the people on the Insight team, the way that we do our research, like a lot of it is off the computer. It's listening to a podcast. It's on TikTok. It's maybe listening to, I still call it a book on tape, but 
some sort of audible or something like that. So yeah, I mean, when you talk about like doing your morning run or whatever, for me, like I always, I take a walk every day and I, I have podcasts that I listen to, you know, when I cook dinner and that those tends to tend to be like the ones that are more entertaining. They're like my Real Housewives podcasts. Whereas when I go on my walk, I usually pick a work podcast that is either based on trends or the economy or something like that. And the thing that I really like about it is I don't have to sit and take notes. Like there's an element of that just like imagination and free thinking that can take place while I'm listening to a podcast. And I don't think that happens all the time for us anymore. Like our work is so focused. When I say our work, I mean just like people in general, not necessarily people who work at WGSN. But like I think we have to be so focused now all the time because we're being pulled in so many directions. And so when you do have an opportunity to just listen to something and let your mind kind of, you know, obviously you're listening to to the podcast, but you can let your mind meander a little bit. I think that's so important for coming up with like new ideas, especially for me, like coming up with new story ideas and trend ideas and like connecting the dots. Now, I'm going to think maybe we should be calling this something about mind meandering because you got me slightly obsessed on that front. But we have been thinking about that and we were thinking about something around the life of tomorrow or my husband likes lives of tomorrow. He thinks that sounds more natural. Any ideas on that front? I mean, lives of tomorrow sounds so cool. It's so open-ended because you could go into so many different avenues. With lives of tomorrow, you could talk Like you could dive into different generations if you wanted to. You could dive into work. You could, you know, there's so many activities there in different aspects. And so, yeah, I think Lives of Tomorrow is great. Good on your husband for coming up with that. I'm not going to give him credit for that. (laughs) Like TM. He's like, I want the credit for it. Well, also, he's Toby Toby Morris. So the TM actually would work quite well. Perfect. There. Yeah, no, I I think that there's so many different avenues to go down then if it's lives of tomorrow. And I think that it goes back to what I was saying a little bit before with just like adding a little bit more personality and more of a personal aspect to the podcast and making it a little a little bit more intimate that way, which I think is to me, that's like what makes a good podcast. So go to, go to a bigger question. And this is, I guess, the, the question that we ask ourselves every day at WGSN. What do you think, what do you personally think are the main trends that we are seeing in how our lives are changing at the moment? Well, you caught me at a really good time because I just recorded my lifestyle 2025 presentation yesterday for Trends Days. So I'm like ripe and ready. So I think the biggest thing going back to future work is remote work, but that's not available to everyone. And so I think it's this push-pull between like consumers and people that do have autonomy over their daily lives and can say what they're going to do throughout the day and then people that don't. Like there's there's a certain percentage of the population that from now on is going to be able to like go take a yoga class at noon during their lunch break and have some flexibility, maybe start some work at eight o'clock at night once their kids go to bed. Or So they're, they're able to like have this flexibility over their daily lives. And then there's a certain percentage of the population that just will never have that. And, and maybe it's something that they don't want. Maybe they want that structure. Maybe it's something that they're working towards. And I see that as being a huge like 
issue in the next five to 10 years, because at the end of the day, it's not really fair. Obviously, if you want to work in an office, you can, you can go do that. But like, it's the freedom of choice that I think is really important. And really, yeah, I think it's going to be a huge issue over the next like five to 10 years. And also when you think about like the rise of digital nomads and people kind of moving around the world to work, there's huge privilege associated with that. So like if you wanted to just go work in Mexico or go work in Portugal or Bali, you could go do that. But like not everybody can do that. And the people that live in those places, they're then kind of dealing with all of these influx of people. And so when we talk about like the ways in which people work, there's almost like this aspect of like freedom in the way you do your daily work versus like real rigidity in the way that you do your work and having to clock in every day and having to, you know, put in your your hours. But for me, like that is the thing I'm thinking all about all the time and coming back to all the time. And it's so connected to so many different aspects of our lives. It's like the way that we get our work done and the way that we make money and how the freedom that certain people have and the autonomy over the way they do that. And then versus people not having that at all. It's the post-pandemic version of kind of blue collar and white collar workers. And I do think so many business leaders at the moment, myself included, are obsessing about benefits of having people in the office versus the opportunity of having people elsewhere. But your point about privilege there is really interesting. And people who've got the flexibility to decide where to live and still earn the same that they might do actually can then kind of gain the system. But that freedom then can actually afford greater riches than people who are being paid a lot less, but then don't have that opportunity because they do need to be somewhere where they clock in and clock out. I think that's really fascinating. And it does, it impacts every area of our life. It impacts the kind of food we're going to eat, the family that we are able to support and, you know, myriad other things. Let's think about like a family, for example, if one family where the parents can work from home, the other set set of, of parents can't work from home, just that alone, like there's so many more childcare costs associated with that. There's, you know, m- the ability to to live where you want to live and still keep your job. Like you could then live in a place where you have a support system. And then with that support system, you might not have to pay for childcare. You know, if there's an emergency, like there's just so many things connected to this one thing of like being able to just decide where and how you want to work that just permeates into so many other aspects of of your life and like the amount of money that you're going to spend and how much money you can make. And it's really embedded in so many different aspects of lifestyle. So quite apart from the fact that I've decided that this probably should actually be the first episode of the podcast series, not just a brainstorm session, (laughs) but you know, let's hold that thought and we can come back to that. Do you have ideas of people who you think it would be interesting for me to talk to on this topic, but also just that general kind of work futures, life futures? Um, I'm trying to think. Let me just cut in here again while Alison is thinking about good guests for our podcast. I really want to keep this focused on our lives. I definitely want more of a life focus than just work focus. But the thing is, work is so closely related to the way we live our lives. So for that reason, I don't think I can avoid discussing work and how it interlinks and affects the way that we're living. 
And let me just remind you again, in this brainstorming session, I'm speaking to Alison Rees, Senior Strategist at WGSN. So let's hear if she's come up with anything for me yet. Um, the people that I really like to listen to, and I can't, I can't think of the person's name off the top of my head, but there's this woman, this American woman who has, she's a, I mean, I guess you could call her a data scientist, but she's done a lot of studies on the way that household work is broken up between men and women and like what women take on versus what men take on. I think that there could be something there. She's done a lot of other research as well and studies, but I think that there could be something there if you're discussing like post-pandemic lifestyles and the way that gender norms have evolved and continue to evolve to kind of like meet the needs of this now new remote working norm. Because I think that there's been a lot of accelerated change in that space over the last few years when it comes to just like men having to like pick up more kind of chores and stuff around the house and that type of thing. It's not just gendered to men and women. Her studies also deal with same-sex couples and single parents as well. So I can find, if that's something that you would be interested in, I can find her information. I listened to a really great interview with her, I want to say like a month ago, and I'm just, her name is escaping me. Is it Claire Kane Miller you're thinking of from the New York Times? Yes, that's her. I listened to an interview with her on Fresh Air. Yeah, she talks a lot about the uh, discrepancy between men and women and work at home. Yeah, that's her. Okay, I'm going to see if I can track her down and persuade her to be one of our debut guests. Okay, so one of the things we want to do with this, and mainly it's because I really like it in the podcast that I listen to, is some recurring questions that will keep people coming back. Mm. Um, So here are some ideas. You can tell me if you think they're absolutely ridiculous, but I'm going to use you as my guinea pig. Okay, so quick fire questions. I want your quick fire answers. Don't think too much about it unless you think it's a terrible question and then we'll remove it from the list. So (laughs) why do you work? I work because I like making money. (laughs) I I like having financial security. I like having a purpose of something to do every day that is just mine because I'm a mom as well. And so it's really satisfying for me to have like something that I do that's just it's like my business <laughs> that I like doing every day. I'm finding the honesty very refreshing in that answer. <laughs> that's the starting point. Um, do you have a sense of purpose in your work? Yes. And it's funny, um, and I don't want to meander too much with this, but um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I went through kind of like a moment of like, what the hell am I doing? Like there was clients were coming at us in every direction. Like, what are we going to do? And people would say to me, like, I was working on interiors at the time. They would say to me, like, what's going to happen for Halloween? I would say, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next week. And I felt this really big like sense of like, I'm not doing anything. Like people are out there saving lives and I'm not doing anything. And I had a discussion with Lisa White about it at the time because I was like really kind of having like a hard time with it. And she said, she said, it may not feel like we're changing the world and we're not. We're not changing the world. She was like, but right now at this juncture, we are saving people's jobs and we are providing like companies and our businesses with solutions and actionable solutions. So even though you're not out there on the front lines like you are working in your own way and like in a way that is still valuable to people so in that way i do really 
think that that is the sense that I get is like, I could potentially provide a solution for a brand that could make it so that they can keep a whole team on, especially right now with like us being on the on the cusp of a recession. I mean, some people say we're already in a recession. So, so yeah, that I do I do have that sense of purpose. I'm happy I have it now because I was having a hard time for a little bit. Do you have a sense of purpose in your life? Yes, I am a mom and I'm a daughter and I'm a wife and I like to think I'm a good friend. And yeah, and it's funny because I think post pandemic, I feel a lot more of a sense of purpose in like my own little life. Whereas before I thought about my life much more like globally, like I have to do this and I have to do this. And I, and I traveled all the time. And, and now I think that I'm able to be a lot more impactful in like my own little bubble of my friends and my family and my son's like school system and that type of thing. And that really brings me a lot of joy and a lot of fulfillment. That's a lovely answer. When are you the most creative? When I am moving my body, actually, going back to what we were saying before. So I was I was a dancer for years until my like basically my entire childhood. And I am someone who still likes to move every day. And for me, it's like doing yoga or taking a dance class or walking. That's when I get all of my creative ideas. And I think that's because my mind is actually resting and I'm able to then like think about other things. When was the last time you felt you were wasting your time and you only had yourself to blame for it? Oh my gosh, every day, every day. And I hate it. (sighs) Yeah, I make myself a cup of tea around 3.30 every day. And I usually will take like a little 15 minute kind of phone break there. I'll figure out what I'm going to make for dinner. And every now and then I'll just find myself just like looking at like the dumbest stuff and just like wasting my time. I'm like, what am I doing? I have just one life on this earth and I'm looking at, you know, a video of a sloth. And I think in some ways you can say that those things like bring you joy and they're soothing. But uh, yeah, I find myself, I find myself at least once a day being like, Allison, get it together. Like get back on track. What are you doing? Last question from me, and then I'm going to see whether you've got any questions that you think we should have asked. What's the thing you do today that hadn't been even been invented 10 years ago? Huh. Um, you know what I love? So I'm not a Wordle person, but I'm a Wordle, Wordle person. Do you guys I have know no what? idea what that means. Okay, get ready, because it's going to blow your mind. So it is world. So worlds, like worlds. And it is a geography quiz. It's the highlight of my day. I do it in the morning and they show you just the black outline of the country. And then you have five guesses to try to guess it. Okay. And it's great. It's amazing. I can all send you the link. Yeah, do it. But that is one of those things that popped out out of Wordle. It's one of those like options. And there's so many other ones now. There's one where like they give you the GDP of a country and you have to and all the different categories for for like, you know, like fish and raw wood and cotton. And then you have to guess what it is. There's so many different offshoots of that that are really fun. But the world one is my favorite because I'm a big geography nerd. So yeah, that has become a ritual for me. Do you think there's any other questions that you think would be fascinating to hear from people? Trying to think of like the Proust questionnaire and like what they ask and like inside the actor's studio. 
I wonder if you maybe ask about like a mentor or something that someone had or like maybe a significant person in their either creative life or career life that impacted them in some way. I like that. Spitballing here. And that um, into the list. I mean, I might need to edit this list down, but. Yeah, I'm always interested to hear to hear like who people I look up to also look up to um, and kind of where they're. Like if there was a junction in their career that was dependent on a certain person, like who that was. That's quite nice. That's this kind of twist on it as well. You know, what was the junction in your career or life and who was the person who affected that? That's quite a nice way of, of doing that. Yeah. And I think you'd probably get people where it's like, oh, it was my boss. Or that you'd have other people that are like, oh, like I would probably be like, oh, it's Oprah. <laughs> you know? So like, you know, you, it just runs the gamut from everyday people to like, you know, icons. Now I need to know why would it be Oprah? So it's Oprah because I love Oprah. I've always been obsessed with Oprah. I, I watched Oprah every single day when I came from school from like the age of eight. And I, my first job was at Oprah Magazine. I was an intern and then I was a fashion assistant and I got to meet her. I've actually met Oprah three times. And yeah, I, I like got to put her shoes on for her at a fashion shoot. And I just, I love her. And the thing about Oprah is like you have Oprah on your resume and people will hire you and everybody wants to talk to you about Oprah. So like it's a great it's a great even if you don't get the job or it's not the right opportunity, like you talk to somebody about Oprah and then people remember you that way because you're like the Oprah person, <laughs> which I'm happy to wear that crown as the Oprah person. Um, So, yeah. So that's why Oprah is important to me because she gave me your Oprah magazine gave me my first job in fashion. So. It's not a bad crown to wear, I don't think. Not at all. Thank you so much. This has been super, super useful. Is there anything else you think I should ruminate on before we launch this? I mean, I hope this was helpful. It was nice to just chat with you. <laughs> Why do you not do this more often? We always have know, an audience yeah. when we <laughs> Yeah, no, I hope it was helpful. I'm excited to see the direction that like this goes in. And that's it for now. Thank you so much to Alison for acting as my guinea pig and brainstorming partner on this trial episode of Lives of Tomorrow. I'll definitely be bringing Alison back for a longer conversation on a later date when we found our form and are up and running for good. So let me know what you think about this podcast. I'm very happy to have all listeners also acting as my guinea pigs and direction that you wanted to be going in. You can write to me on lives at wgsn.com to give me your input. And do stay tuned for a whole new episode, which will be out shortly, about how we live our lives of tomorrow. I'm Carla Bazashi, CEO of WGSN. See you next time.